while taking a trip to San Antonio, Texas, to pay their respects to a relative who had recently passed away, Laura and Alicia rented an Airbnb to have a place to rest their heads and heal their grieving hearts. But instead, what they found was a shared horror that still shakes them to their core today. Hear their true story on this episode of The Podcast Nightmares Are Made Of. Hello, and thank you for listening to the podcast, Nightmares Are Made Of. I'm your host, Jonathan Garcia. And today, I am joined by not one, but two special guests who are here to tell us another fantastic true story about their experiences with the unknown and spooky. Special guests, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Laura Rankin. And my name is Alicia Rankin, and we're sisters. All right, the Rankin sisters. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so glad that you guys um, and excited that you guys are here to tell me a story. Uh, you guys have been kind of telling me how crazy it is. So I'm really, really, really excited uh, to hear it. A uh, couple of just warm up questions for you guys. First and foremost, how long have you guys been into spooky things or are you actually into spooky things? I'd say a long time. I mean, I feel like I've had like weird experiences and like when you can't explain things, it's like, well, something's there. Yeah, our, our whole <laughs> life, our mom has been super into spooky things. So I think we were kind of raised um, with like the supernatural and the paranormal, like on TV in the background, the books she read, the books we read, um, they were all kind of in that in that genre. So I think that like pretty much our whole lives, we've been interested in the unknown. Very cool. So you mentioned you guys used to watch like a bunch of spooky things or read a bunch of spooky things. What's your favorite scary movie or, or horror genre book or author? Uh, Mom did a lot of Anne Rice stuff. So anything to do course, with like witches okay. and stuff like I like love like the whole witchy vibe thing like that. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, and then Laura and I just watched the interview with a vampire on AMC and that was like phenomenal. Uh, like I'm ready for that next season. Agreed. And I, I loved the Vampire Diaries books that came out. So I read that when I was like pretty young. Like that was one of like, I don't know, one of the spookier, supernatural kind of vampire things that I got into. I read a little bit of Stephen King too. Um, so yeah. You did a lot of Christopher Pike too when you were little. Oh, I forgot about Christopher Pike. Yes, yeah. I did a lot of those. Oh, Christopher Pike, really? Okay. Yeah, not a that's kind of like a it's I don't want to say it's a deep cut to like Christopher Pike, but you you don't hear a lot of people say that they've read a lot of Christopher Pike. So that's really interesting. That's cool. That's cool. I was reading that in so, fourth grade too. Yeah. Like we oh. were really young, like reading some of this stuff, and people are like, What are you reading? And it's like, listen, this is fun. Yeah. That's so funny. Um and so, Alicia, you're the witchy person. Laura, so I'm, I'm assuming you're like vampire. That's I, that's your genre. Yes, but I also really like witches. I love werewolves. I love ghosts. So I kind of will watch anything that has like a fantastic element to it where it's paranormal. Yeah. And it's like cool. funny because like I don't like watching movies like paranormal activity and like things like that. Like that to me scares the absolute crap out of me. Like I won't watch Insidious. Because I like, I feel like it's just gonna. If I invite it into my home, it's gonna be in my home, and I will not. So, 
Alicia, my wife is the exact same way. She, she there are some <laughs> movies like The Exorcist, like anything to do with exorcisms, things like that. She's like, I don't want to watch it because yeah. I don't want to invite that into our house, anything like that. So I, I totally understand uh, where you're coming from with that, <laughs> for sure. Well, awesome. I'm so glad to get to know you guys again. I'm really glad that you're here on the podcast. And I'm really excited to hear what are your nightmares made of? So whenever you're ready, take it away. So I'll start. Um, This was shortly after vaccines became available. So it was our first time traveling after COVID. And so we wanted to visit San Antonio because our cousin passed away and we wanted to go lay flowers on the anniversary of his death. So we traveled to San Antonio in April 2021. And that's where um, our story starts. All right. Well, first off, I'm sorry for your loss. I know it's been a few years, but yeah, whenever you're ready, please continue. Yeah. No, and thank you. Um, so our cousin is buried at Fort Sam Houston uh, National Cemetery. So like Laura said, we wanted to go. So my mom and my aunt um, and Laura and I went to San Antonio. We got an Airbnb and the house is called uh, Woodlawns Keener Victorian. And it was this huge house and it was built in 1892. So we thought, oh, this is super cool. Like, let's let's see what this house is about. And so uh, we went. And I do want to interject. Sorry. It like it was super (laughs) cheap, too. Like this was like a really, really good deal for like a three bedroom house. It was huge. It was very like the inside was full of antiques. It was very well maintained. Um, it was a beautiful home, and we were shocked at like how cheap it was. So, um, right. this was an Airbnb. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, okay, it's a Air- Airbnb house. Yeah. And so, you know, looking at it, like, I mean, there's like a clawfoot tub. There's, you know, it looked like you know these hardwood floors have been there forever. The crown molding was beautiful, uh, but when you like walked in, there was a hallway that had a bunch of old pictures and the airbnb Mm -hmm. host met us there and gave us a tour of the house which i've never had that happen before it's usually here's your code goodbye uh this guy walked us through the whole house and i mean again it was stunning so we were like well this is cool um but the the black and white pictures were creepy yeah what kind of vibe did the host give you when you met him was it or for, was it a him or her what kind of it, yeah it was a guy um he was sweet he was, yeah he was really nice he was it nice was like, it was just a uh, weird one thing weird. we were kind of it was still like this is right after covid people were still social distancing we all had our vaccines so we felt comfortable but like this was a random person and so there was a little bit of like tension and like um, mm-hmm. we were all wearing masks you know, we we were just still very conscious of of COVID and the, the potential to spread it. And so that was kind of what was weird about him walking us around is that, you know, we're trying to be maintaining distance and he's like very much personally there. Right so next to us. Yeah. That's what made it kind of odd at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And so you're saying there's black and white photos. Yeah. They were creepy as hell. The- I mean, it was so creepy. Yeah. Like what children in, in cornfields. Like, was- like I'm not joking. Like that <laughs> yeah. kind of like vibe where there's like 
the kids out on like tractor and like they're I, I think in color they could have been really cool um but the black and white of it it just it very much like I got like horror movie like vibes like like I definitely like the rest of the house so nice like not really creepy um one thing I did notice is that were there were crosses and corners and I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of odd yeah like in the so, corners of the, the like, like where a wall meets, like, like there would be like there something, they, they would like put a shelf there and there'd be a cross. Yeah. Or like an angel. In every corner. No, yeah. and, just in and some angels, corners. Just random, but then there'd be some there oh, and then okay. angels and others. Um, but it was um, just kind of, that was, that was a little bit odd. Yeah. Um, but otherwise the house seemed pretty, it, we were impressed. We were very impressed. We were like, this is so nice. Yeah. We're very excited to stay here. Um, it was three bedrooms. So it was like me, my mom, my aunt, and my sister. So my sister and I ended up sharing a room. And then my mom and my aunt each had their own room. So, um, And the weird thing about their room is their rooms had crosses and angels in them. Ours had nothing. It did not. Which is where our story begins. <laughs> or continues. Okay. <laughs> continues this is yeah there was your setup right there but here here it goes now yeah so we arrived pretty Um, late that night also like you know we got in after dark so we pretty much we stayed up for maybe an hour or so and then we went to bed um and i explained the sleeping situation because it's relevant to how it started so that that first night Mm -hmm. um i had a dream that i woke up in that house and i I forgot something or I I wanted to get something from my bag that was in the living room. So I opened the door and I walked out into like the hallway and at the front of the house that we were staying at, there was, um, it was like a sunroom where three windows were, it was like three walls were all windows and there was a couch there, a green couch. Um, and in my dream, there was this middle-aged man sitting on the couch looking at me and he was wearing turn of the century clothing like very old-fashioned he had Mm -hmm. um dark hair uh like facial hair and and he was he was pretty pale um and he was just staring at me and then i I don't remember anything after that that was my dream um alicia you should you should share yours i yeah (laughs) so that same night um i have a dream and i walk out of that house you know into that hall room And in that same sitting area, I see an older lady in, you know, 1890s type of clothing. And Mm -hmm. she had, you know, short hair that was kind of like slicked back. And she was just sitting on the couch, just staring at me. And I kind of looked at her and she just started shaking her head. And I was like, well, that's my time to nope right out of this. And I went back into that bedroom and went to sleep. Well, I woke up right about that time. And at that point, I couldn't tell if I had actually gone out into the hallway or not. It was like one of those things that dreams that was so seamless of, did I actually walk out there or no? So I sat there for a few minutes and was like, okay, like, I'm just going to go to bed because I'm crazy and go back to sleep. It's fine. So I go back to sleep and wake up the next morning and our mother is like a saint and like the nicest lady ever and was like, Oh my God, how did everybody sleep? And we were like, well, I had this creepy dream that somebody was sitting there. And Laura was like, I had a creepy dream. Somebody was sitting there. And so we both start looking at each other and we're like, 
tell me about your dream. And so we start talking and, you know, of course my mom and aunt are like, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, so and we went about a really quick question. Was the, was the couch that Laura, that you saw, you said you saw a green couch. Um, Alicia, was yours also the green couch? It was exact same couch, like exactly as the house was laid out. That's exactly what I saw. So when Laura was like, yeah, he was sitting on that couch just like this. And I was like, so was the lady. The couch was green. It looked exactly like, you know, the windows were all there. Everything was there in place as it should have been. So it was like the exact same placement and everything. So that was really weird. Yeah, the dream was hyper realistic. Like it, it was it was one of those dreams where it feels like it's real life. Like it doesn't have weird things like, you know, how like some dreams have like odd carpet or something like something about the dream mm-hmm. is just off. Like this was very much like walking through the house that we were in. Everything was in its place. Like my bag that I was searching for whatever, I, I think it was like a charging cable. Like I knew it was in that room. So it was it was so realistic. Yeah. But when I woke up, I, I was aware. I was like, oh, that was a dream. I didn't really question whether or not I'd gone out there. I was just like, that was a weird mm-hmm. dream. And then hearing Alicia talk about her dream, like I was like, that's creepy. That's creepy. So yeah. Um, and so are, the next you- morning we wake up was crazy. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, do do y'all have any history of like lucid dreamings or do you, you know, have a, um, do you lucid dream a lot? Because there are some people who have these very, very vivid type of dreams that kind of have their reality shift a little bit where they don't know when they're still dreaming versus when they are actually awake. Um, has that ever happened to you before? Do you have like a history of it, anything like that? Or is this kind of just like a unique experience that kind of just threw you for a loop? I have had, I've had a few lucid dreams. I've had lucid dreams, but my lucid dreams are very much like usually I realize that something's off. Like I'll be like that wall isn't mm-hmm. supposed to be like that. It's like slanted and I'll be like, I must be dreaming. And that's how I'll become aware that I'm dreaming. And it's usually um, it's not scary. It doesn't last for very long. Like I try to hold on to like being aware mm-hmm. as long as I can. And usually like I slip back out back into dreamland. Um, and then I, I, I sometimes remember it the next morning. Um, so I've had some of like those dreams. Um, but this wasn't like that. It was, it was just kind oh, of, okay. it was just super realistic. It, it didn't feel like a lucid dream. It just felt really realistic. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. aware that I was dreaming. Mine was a little more of like a lucid dream, I think, because it was like, like I said, like when I woke up, everything was exactly as it was. And I was like, did I walk out? Like, did I go to the bathroom or something? Like, did I go get water? Like, why does it feel this way? And then, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, I'm crazy. Go to bed. No big deal. Um, And so you're able to sleep. And then I'm sure I dreamt of something else and it wasn't a big deal. Um, Yeah. The next day, though. Oh, wait, I do want to. I want to pause it there. Like, I do want to say I have one more thing. Like, I've had one other type of like sleep paralysis dream um, where I felt like there was an entity in the room trying to convince me it was someone else. And I couldn't wake up. So I was like kind of freaking out. That's, you know, I've had that happen just one time um, prior to staying in San Antonio. Um, So I do think it's also relevant to say that that day, the first day we were there. So we woke up, had that dream. Um, we went to the cemetery to pay our respects. So we were in a graveyard mm-hmm. during the day. 
And then that night when we went to sleep, um, this is where the story like gets even creepier. Um, I had another one. I had a a sleep paralysis dream. And in my dream, um, that man walked into the room and tried to suffocate me. And so I was laying in the bed and he was just like, I just felt, I knew it was him, but there was also this evil presence of it. Um, where he was over me and he wanted to kill me and he was trying to suffocate me and I was freaking out. I was aware that I was dreaming. Um, and I was panicked and I was like trying to, I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I like, couldn't wake up. And I was like trying to like thrash my arms and they wouldn't move. This is the second night we're there. So we've gone to the cemetery. We come home. Okay. I was saying this was the same man. Same man, different night. Oh, so, wow. So so the first night, he wasn't malevolent at all. Like, he was just like, I wasn't scared of him. It was just a weird dream. Um, this night, when he came yeah. in the room, it was very dark. It was violent. I felt threatened. Um, and I, I could not wake myself up. And I was trying to scream. And I guess that got Elise's attention. I think I was making some kind of noise. She was making like a... I don't, it sounded like a puppy that was just like, you know, whining because it wants to, you know, jump on the bed or something. But like, I was like, yeah. what is that noise? And so I wake up and I see her trying to move and making that noise. And it scared yeah. the shit out of me because I'm like, oh, I bet. What's happening to Laura? <laughs> um, was so she thrashing up. at all? Like, was she thrashing? She was was like she kinda, moving? She was trying to move. Yeah, she was trying to move, but. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, with sleep paralysis, you know, but yeah, she was she yeah. was trying to move and then making those noises. And so I woke her up and was like, are you okay? And she was like, no. Yeah, I was so, terrified. What did, what did she say? Did she tell you what she was dreaming? I don't think I did that. I, I don't think I did me. that night. I think we just went back to sleep. Um, and then like maybe 30, 45 minutes later, it happened again. And he came in the room. I was sleeping. He came in the room. He tried to suffocate me. I started trying to scream. Alicia woke me up a second time. Um, Went back to sleep. And it happened a third time. Same dream. Same scenario. Same thing. She wakes me up. And she's like, dude, what the hell? And I might have told her then. But I definitely told her in the morning about the dreams. I told, you know, my whole family. I was like, like, does anybody else feel like super creeped out about this place? My mom and my aunt were like, no, this place is so delightful. It's so lovely. Um, And I was like, this place is evil. I don't want to stay here anymore. Like, I was super creeped out. (laughs) And I mean, it's like weird to like have to wake somebody up from a dream. And like the same Mm -hmm. one over and over again, like that close because then i was like do i need to go back to sleep like what do i do um yeah and i was scared because she was you know i think at some point she did say like it was like a sleep paralysis dream and i've experienced that before so i think i even was a little bit afraid to go back to sleep after that um for sure it's a terrifying experience like has that is have you ever had like a sleep paralysis dream before well, so very first episode of my podcast, I talk about something similar that has happened to me where I think what was happening might have been sleep paralysis or it could have been demons literally trying to possess me. Um, so <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, Naturally. No, I, I definitely know of sleep paralysis. I know that feeling. And it, especially since when I was younger, I used to be plagued with sleep paralysis pretty frequently and when you have it that often like you feel it when it's about to happen 
And when you yeah. feel and you feel so helpless, like there's nothing that you can do at this point in time. Like you just have to sit it out and wait for it to happen. What's unique about what Laura is saying that happened to her in this house is that it happened multiple times in a night. Usually with sleep paralysis, at least from like what I know, and what I've experienced myself is that when you snap out of it that first time, you can probably not have it again. Um, then again, most of the time you're just like, I don't want to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, <laughs> and then you just don't go to sleep. And that's why it doesn't happen. But the fact that it was a recurring thing where it was the same thing multiple times that was happening, that's kind of unique and absolutely terrifying, especially since they were attacking you in your sleep. And it's going to, yeah. you know, that's, that's what's scary. It gets crazier because we stayed there one more night. So we had a good day. We explored mm -hmm. San Antonio. And then the next night I was kind of dreading going to sleep. I was like, but I was really tired because I hadn't slept well. So I go to sleep. I'm not even 30, 45 minutes later because I checked with the time on my phone. Uh, it happened again. And he came in the room. Yeah. He started suffocating me. I started trying to scream. And I woke Alicia up and she shook me awake. Um, and then yeah. it happened. Yeah. Again. So Alicia, was she screaming in her, in her sleep? Or was it like groans? I think she was, groans she was and like trying to scream. Yeah, and it was like her again trying to thrash around. Like she's not moving a whole lot, but she's trying in her dream, I guess. And so, you yeah. know, when I started hearing the whimpering noises again, it's terrifying because again, like you're like, what do we do? Do we just stay up? Like, is it coming for me? And why is it this man? And then I start thinking about the old lady who's shaking her head at me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> so like she knew so, she was trying to tell me yeah so laura so he was with it was he was trying to suffocate you with his hands is that what she's like choking you what was he, what was, he doing? it was like i saw him enter the room and then like once he was on me he was more of like a silhouette than like me being able to clearly see his features and i felt this like really oh, wow. heavy suffocating pressing weight on my chest where like i felt like it was hard to breathe and like like i like like oh, i was going to be crushed okay um but like i couldn't really see yeah. his features so, when yeah, he was doing when like i was feeling that like i would always see him come into the room and then once he was on me like it was kind of just like vague that is actually very common with sleep paralysis they they see that shadow figure that shadow man and there have been images of like people who have painted like sleep paralysis, the feeling of sleep paralysis of like a demon sitting on their chest as they're sleeping. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that is, that is very creepy. That is, yeah. so he wasn't well, physically like it. choking you. You just felt the, he was on top of you and you felt like the pressure. Yeah. He, like he was crushing you in that yeah, and I, sense. But then like waking her up, she would jolt and then that would scare me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God, what's happening? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and then I went back to sleep and it happened, um, probably five more times that night, um, around 3am oh I gave up God. trying to sleep. I was like, I'm done. I stayed up the rest of the night until we left the next day. Like I just, I played on my phone. I was like, I am not sleeping in this house again. Like I'm done. Um, so I stayed up after that. I, I couldn't I, yeah, sleep Yeah, I would be done too. 
So yeah, it, and it was constant because it's like you hear the whimpering and you're like, okay, I wake her up so that she's not feeling like she's dying, but it's also like, yeah, I gotta sleep too. What am I gonna do? Like he's coming for me next. <laughs> like the floor's not gonna sleep, it's, you know. And so that's what I kept thinking: is crap, it's me next. It it yeah, felt evil yeah. to me. It's like, like the floor's not gonna sleep. He's gonna come the next person. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it just it felt evil like it didn't like I'm aware of sleep paralysis and the phenomenon how it's like common but like just the concentrated number of them like I felt like like I'm usually I'm pretty not superstitious like I'm I'm pretty level minded I'm open to the idea of there being paranormal but I'm not super convinced either way Um, this I felt like was Mm -hmm. like a pretty convincing indicator of like some kind of like entity or like something demon like i don't know something something negative some kind of negative energy like i felt like it was there like it just like i felt super creeped out and like like haunted in that in those two days and i have not felt anything like that since that was going to be my next question was like the second that you stepped into that house did you feel something was off or were you just like oh there's some like black and white paintings i'm getting a little bit of a creepy vibe but you know nothing terribly out of the ordinary i was stoked i was like this place is awesome i kind of like creepy um it had a clawfoot tub i was like i'm gonna do a photo shoot on that like we were having a great time that first night so like i i definitely didn't have negative vibes going into it Mm -hmm. and even after having that first dream Mm -hmm. where they coincided i was still not super like, I, I didn't feel like the house was negative or evil or haunted. Um, it was after the, the second and the third night that I was like, okay, this house, mm-hmm. there's something wrong here. Like, I spent, like, hours online trying to find yeah. if there was some kind of story or, like, like history of the house. Um, and I, I just couldn't find anything yeah. on it because I was like, something bad happened here. Well, and it's like, you know, like the, you know, if the house has been around since the 1890s, like, what is the... What are the odds that something has happened in that house? You know, I mean, that's a long time mm-hmm. for a house to be standing. And so we kept thinking there has to be something and we just could never find anything. And even the reviews on the Airbnb, nobody has said anything about any of these things that we experienced. Wow. So I that was oh, wow. Weird. Okay. Because, you know, somebody that will say this place is haunted, but nobody said anything about it. And we even looked at the newer reviews and still nothing so i don't know if it was us i don't know yeah that's why i mentioned that we went to the cemetery yeah yeah Yeah. because we were in a graveyard so like you know Um, if something could have like attached itself to us there and then gone back to the house i i don't know um i don't know i feel even weird speculating like that's usually like the normal but um we did like the first night, it wasn't haunted dreams. It was the second night where they got very violent, and it was after we had visited the cemetery. Usually when it comes to spirits like that, especially ones that are trying to attach themselves to you or um, attack in any sort of way, um, they look for moments of mental weakness and emotional disparity. Um, so the fact that you went to a cemetery, there's probably a sense of heightened emotion there, obviously, with the passing of your cousin. Um, so it's very possible that if there was a spirit in that house, they sense your emotion, um, your your mental weariness also, and, and saw an opportunity to reveal themselves and possibly attack or try to attach itself to you. 
And so that totally makes sense. I could track people usually go to Airbnbs to have fun, especially even if it is a creepy little thing or a creepy little house in San Antonio. They're probably there to party a little bit or do some fun stuff on the river walk. Um, so spirits are high in Airbnbs normally. And so if there are if there are any sort of entities there, it'd probably be really hard for them to attach themselves when people's emotions and, and mental states are a little bit higher. And so when they finally see somebody that has that, their emotions, there's a heightened level of emotion, I should say, um, they probably saw an opportunity and took it. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could I, believe I that. I mean, it was just scary. Like, it was just so weird. I mean, because the second I could hear her, I knew exactly what was going on. So it was just like, how do I stop this? Like, she's never going to be able to go to sleep again. Um, <laughs> it's like Freddy Krueger. I mean, and and I've, I've had the... <laughs> Right. And it's like, I've had sleep paralysis dreams in the past. Um, I was accidentally married one time for like 10 years and it was fine. It's fine now. Um, but I was married for a while and we lived in this house uh, here in Dallas and I would have a sleep paralysis dream like three or four times a year. And it was, you know, like a lucid dream where you would wake up. The room was exactly as you had gone to bed seeing it. And I'd look at the door and there'd be like a black shadow. And then the next thing I knew, the black shadow was on me trying to suffocate me exactly the same way as Laura described mm-hmm. it. And I too would start screaming or trying to scream, trying to thrash around. And my ex-husband would wake me up and be like, what is wrong with you? And, you know, I could go back to sleep and everything would be fine. But I mean, it was a reoccurring thing a few times a year. Yeah. And so watching her go through it just like watching it it was terrifying because i knew exactly what she was feeling Mm -hmm. um and since i have been out of that house i haven't had it happen so let's just witchy vibe those away and make sure they don't happen again (laughs) but it's terrifying so laura you're saying that ever since you left that house and same thing with you alicia ever since you left those moments of heightened emotion you haven't had this happen again no i haven't Nothing even close to to that. Like I've had some like kind of lucid dreams where I'm like a bit aware, but nothing scary, nothing where like my mind was aware I was never trying to move my body. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's like, I mean, I will never go back into that house again. Like I will never go back into that house again. Yeah. My aunt was like, let's go and stay there again. I was like, absolutely not. Like you can. I'm going to get a different place. (laughs) I'm not going. Like you do you, but I'm, I'm out. I'm not going. Do you think the fact that your room was the only one without any sort of religious uh, memorabilia or religious artifacts in the room had something to do with it? I mean, it was a noticing that we had. So it was like, how come our room doesn't have these things? But also it's like, meh. Yeah, I mean. We're fine. And then we weren't. I, and I, it's hard for me to say yes, because I don't, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't believe, I'm not a religious person. So mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. I typically don't put like too much um credibility to that but um I was scared enough from the evil that I felt that I was like yeah maybe it is like some kind of demon like maybe maybe yeah. it is maybe I did want a cross in my room like like it, I was that scared where I was like how come I didn't have a cross in my room like would that have helped <laughs> yeah no for sure it, 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 yeah and then you start wondering because it's scary 100 percent and to Laura not being hyper religious you've tried to explain it through kind of what's the word I'm looking for um 
I don't want to say scientific terms, but just like there is a reason behind this, right? There's most likely something that is causing this, but you weren't able to find that physical, that material cause to what it was happening to you. And so you were kind of questioning that kind of thing. <laughs> like maybe I do want to cross in here because it, it makes sense that people who are more religious are more inclined to believe in the paranormal, like demons and ghosts and things like that, because it has to do with an afterlife. Whereas people who are not are a little bit more skeptical. Um, so it makes total sense. Yeah. Well, and it, it makes me wonder, like if she would have gone and slept in my mom's room or my aunt's room, would that have changed her dream? You know, mm -hmm. like if she would have said, all right, well, I'm not gonna sleep in this room anymore. What would have happened in that regard, I guess? For sure. I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know. I'm not going to test the theory again, but. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And so, Laura, the guy in question, the guy that you felt was attacking you, was there any sort of imagery in the house that kind of resembled that person? Or was it just like a random person? No. And I searched after the dreams that we had the first night, I went through the we whole were. house looking at all of the photos to see, like maybe subconsciously we had seen them or mm -hmm. just, is there anything? And there was nothing that looked like him or what indicate like it, nothing at all. Interesting. Same thing. Like, I mean, we looked together to see like, was there a picture of her? I was about to ask. That would make us think, oh, that's why that's here. Because, yeah, we, we did go through and look at all the black and white pictures everywhere around the house, and there was nothing, So which was weird. There's a, a, there's a really interesting fact uh, that I learned that kind of is a little scary. One hundred Actually, it's not a little bit scary. It's 100% scary to me, at least, is that when you dream, when you dream of people, even if it is a stranger in your dream, you have seen that person in your life. The the human mind cannot make up a face. Just like just like AI, right? AI has, is terrible with making eyes happen <laughs> pretty much. Um, but the human the human the human mind can't create an image of a person. So even if that person is a stranger, someone you have quote unquote never seen in your life, that is actually someone you have seen before. Which is terrifying in this context, I feel. <laughs> because you've... I mean, 100%, it was like 1800s. I'm like, oh, where have I seen you before? Yeah. I mean, maybe I saw a picture of him in a museum or something. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like my brain pulled that out of nowhere. And it was like, you're in an old house. Here's an old man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never know. You, you never know. I just, I think that the thing that scares me the most is literally it was the couch and the setting was exactly the same uh, because I don't know how that happens. You know, I mean, most people are like, oh yeah, I had a dream that was similar, but it was the exact same setting. Yeah. And like, where like, does that come from? The main difference was that like it was man versus a woman. And then like the guy didn't shake his head at me. Like he just stared at me. And the woman shook her head. So, yeah, but like otherwise, uh, same dream. So, did he have the so the guy and the woman? Did it look like I don't know, like farmers, but city folk? What was kind of like? He their looked um, rich. He looked he yeah. looked proper. Oh, like a gentleman. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, like a mustache. My lady, yeah, my lady had like a long dark dress, long sleeve, had like a collar. 
She had her hair done. I mean, like I couldn't see completely defining features, but it was like obvious. Like when I started looking up some pictures, like, you know, I just said old lady in the 1890s. I was like, that's kind of what she would have looked mm-hmm. like. Like it popped up immediately of like, yeah, that's the image that I would say most resembles what she looked like for me. That's interesting. Usually, I don't know, when you were talking about it in my head, I was thinking like, oh, he was like a farmer with like a plaid shirt and maybe some overalls. But the fact that he was more proper with the, you know, you say it, oh, like a well-trimmed mustache and you said a suit. Is right? Is that was that right? Like a, a nice. Uh, yeah, he looked. He looked like a gentleman. I can't cl- like with confidence say exactly what he was wearing, but I remember thinking that he looked dressed up, like more formal. I don't know why, but that and it was like me, dark clothing, like blacks. Yeah, I don't know why, but the fact that he was more proper is a little bit more scary to me. Because you think, because <laughs> you think, oh, haunted house is <laughs> like an 1800s farmer, you know, that kind of thing. But the fact that he was kind of like a, a gentleman looking kind of thing, um, especially knowing that rich people back in those times are awful people. They're rich for a reason. Um, they've done awful things. <laughs> and so for me, that well, makes it I a little t- like, more scary. Yeah. And I think some of it, too, is like when you look at the house. And the size of it and the features of it mm-hmm. and the outside of it, the wraparound porch, like all of the features that it had, that was an expensive house. I oh, mean, yeah. I obviously don't know exactly how it was built and what was added on or if there was anything added on, but they definitely had some money yeah. in that house. And so, you know, and, and that was an area in San Antonio that was a very old neighborhood that would have had a lot of rich people in it. Yeah, it's the Monte Vista Historic District, just for reference. Um, And one interesting thing about the house is that um, at the time, it was required that each room have a door to the outside. So literally every bedroom had a door outside. Like every room had an exit, an additional exit. Like, And so um, I was telling someone about this sleep paralysis dream. And she was like, oh, I used to have those all the time. I looked it up online and I read something about windows and mirrors being portals oh yeah for spirits to come through Mm -hmm. um and so she took all the mirrors out of her room and stopped having the sleep paralysis dreams so like i I think it's interesting because there were a ton of windows in this house like especially our room yeah was like the whole wall was pretty much um well and then there was that really big mirror on the door yeah the whole full-length mirror on the door wow So, so So adding up. Yeah, it was terrifying. I mean, it, it whether this was a malevolent spirit or even just sleep paralysis, like it's terrifying mm-hmm. nonetheless. Yeah, it was a creepy experience. 100%. And the setting of it all just adds to the eeriness of everything as well. And again, like I said, the fact that he was like a Dapper Dan man, like that for me. Yeah. <laughs> For me, that just, I don't know what it is. Like, now I'm curious as to know what the history of this place is. Like, was it a plantation home? Was it, um, you know, kind of like a a high life area where, you know, like one of those types of places where a lot of people had like those rich people parties where terrible things happened in those rooms sometimes. Um, Because that just, for me, that would make sense. 
that somebody has stuck around, like some sort of spirit has stuck around. Because usually when a spirit does attach itself to a location, it's because there was a a high level of emotional attachment to that place, whether it was a something very violent or something very um, just something that had a high emotional level for that individual to have them stick around there. And people who do have that kind of attachment to a location don't like visitors. Um, so, <laughs> so they will do anything that they can to get them out pretty much. I definitely well, felt unwelcome. Like, yeah. Like strongly. I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like what's weird about it because it's an Airbnb and so that means that there's a lot of guests that come through there, mm-hmm. especially for the price. And then to have no one else say anything about it, unless the owner is deleting all those comments, I have no idea. But like Jonathan said, like they're probably happy. We were not yeah. happy. Like it was a sad right. trip. I mean, we we still had fun. Like we did see sightseeing. We did. But like the overall reason we were there was tragic. Maybe so, that's like, why. I do think that that does factor into it. Yeah. I was say maybe that's why like maybe like it was like a high life type of environment back when this spirit was alive. And so all the party people coming in to party on the river walk, like they're just he's like the spirit's just like, "Yeah, this is what I was used to." And then y'all come in. Debbie Downer walks in. <laughs> walks in and ruined the party. And there's like, "You're <laughs> you guys are party killers. Get out of here." Oh, and, uh in January, we went back to San Antonio to celebrate our cousin's birthday, and we went on a ghost tour, and Laura and I were like, what if they take us back to that house? <laughs> but they didn't. You would have <laughs> been like, I got a story. There's a lot of hauntings in San Antonio. I know. <laughs> I, like, it's that house over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure San Antonio has a ton of haunted places. I would not be surprised. Same yeah. thing with... Um, my wife and I, when we were in Austin one time, we went on a ghost tour in Austin. Uh, we went on that one where you you ride around in a hearse, which is very cool. Uh, so you go on the tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's you go on, cool. And we'll say hearses are obviously not made for people sitting up. You know, their passengers are normally laying down. Uh, so it was a little uncomfortable, <laughs> I will say. But it was still an interesting experience. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So a little bit of an uncomfortable oh, no. uh, experience, but it was still fun. Like it was like the vibe of it, like being driving around Austin in a hearse, like seeing all the haunted spots. Like it was still very, very cool, um, but definitely yeah. the most uncomfortable ride of probably my life. <laughs> but I'm from I went to school in Nacogdoches, Texas, which is the oldest city in Texas. And there are definitely many, many, many haunted that. places. Oh, yeah. Yes. The oldest town in Texas. And there are many, many stories, obviously Native American burial grounds all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, the dorm room that I stayed in my first two years at um, was an old Civil War hospital. So Whoa. very, very uh, creepy That's things crazy. have happened in Mays Hall <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I'm sure Whoa. still happened. Um, but oddly enough, no sleep paralysis for me there or any sort of feeling. I remember one night I was awake 
but asleep at the same time. And I felt my body shaking uncontrollably and I could feel my eyes blinking nonstop. And I remember just sitting up as fast as I could yelling, stop. And I sat up and I was sweating and my roommate was dead asleep. Like nothing was happening to him. And I just remember I was just in a cold sweat and I was like, what the hell was that? But other than that, nothing. Some flickering lights, some footsteps I'm pretty sure I heard um, and some other weird stuff. But, you know, oddly enough, no sleep paralysis or anything like that in such a, I would say, pretty active area. Um, but yeah, wow. insane. It still sounds pretty know, creepy, though. intense. And like, you know, at 18 and 19, you can't regulate your emotions because you're, you know, we're still children at that point. So we don't know what's going on. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I feel I was always more rational after I was 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I wasn't a, an actual adult until at least 25. I should be. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys made it out. And, you know, I'm glad that the experience has not followed you uh, beyond that house. Um, so I'm really happy to hear that. Same. Well, thank you guys so much for being guests here on my podcast. I do appreciate your story. I appreciate your time. Hopefully you guys don't have this experience again. If you do, let me know. Maybe we'll talk about it again on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, we'll have yeah, an update. Yeah, we'll do an update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. Please rate and leave a review. It really helps small podcasts like mine grow. Follow me on Facebook at Mr. Sugar Skull so you don't miss out on any updates. Until next time, stay scary, friends. <laughs>